From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, Diego on the backside taking care of things. And now we've got somebody to kind of pretty up the show a little yeah. bit, you know, make make things nicer. <laughs> so, Miss Misty Wells, how are you this morning, dear? Good morning, everybody. How are y'all? We're doing wonderful on this side. So, kind of cooped well, up it's in the... exciting to be on the show. It's been a while. Yes, yes, ma'am. Well, now, come on. You know you're always welcome here. I know. I need to call you guys more because there's been a lot going on. <laughs> in the outdoors? And it's, you know, fun to let everybody know, you know, what's happening. And also listen to your show. You guys have an, an amazing show. Uh-huh. No. And uh, I love listening to you guys on the weekend. No. Now, now, for those that don't know, Misty, will you please, which I don't know of anybody that doesn't, will you please let them know your, uh, I guess, I, I just say it, your laundry list of activities that you're involved with. <laughs> There's a lot, but it's all good. Um, one of the things I'm really excited about that's coming up uh, this Friday is uh, season two. I host and produce a show called Let's take it outside, and uh, I'll be airing season two uh, next Friday on Fox Sports, which is now Bally, um, but either way, it's all the same. And one of the cool things, and I know a lot of the ladies will appreciate this, and guys, is that I am the only, first and only, hopefully there'll be more down the road, female host of an outdoor show on the network. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty cool, you know, and I'm excited to have season two coming up. Uh, You know, I'll be right up there with, uh, you know, Sportsman's Adventures and Slats Class and, you know, all of those guys. But uh, I think my show's a little more exciting now. Yeah, and, and, you know, I see more and more ladies getting involved in the outdoors all the time. So it's wonderful. I have one question. Yeah. Is that same knucklehead still driving the boat for you? You know, on and off. I, I have a whole new crew of knuckleheads as well. <laughs> but, you know, so I, I spread the love. You know, I want all the knuckleheads out there, you know, to be to be on the show. And this show's really fun. I know you're talking about Captain Tommy Laurent. And of course. Uh, we can talk that about him right now because he's down in the Keys goofing around. Uh, uh, no, or no, he would say he's working. You know yeah, that. Oh, you? yeah, that's right. He is working. Had, I'm doing air quotes, by the way. Hey, yeah. I had, yeah. I, 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 somebody that's gotten into the outfitting and guiding and all that stuff, it actually, there is some work involved with it. So I got to defend there him is, a little bit. There is. He, you know, in about a week or so, you know, he'll be working. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he took the big boat down there. But yeah, actually, with my first show coming out on Friday at 4 p.m., uh, happy hour. So go somewhere. And have a cold one and watch it. Uh, actually, Captain Tommy is, of course, driving the boat, as usual, and putting us on the big fish 
as he always does. Mm-hmm. And I'm also fishing with country singer Matt Stell, and he's on the show with me. And it's awesome. We've been in edits and stuff this week, and the show is great. And honestly, Matt Stell is not only a great singer, but he's also a great guy, and he's a pretty darn good angler as well. Now, another thing uh, I wanted to ask you about, Misty, and I know we've talked about this before, uh, how has the COVID, I guess you could say, the restrictions, let's just call it that, Mm -hmm. how's that affected uh, you being able to take out the kids and stuff like that and do the stuff that you and Tommy and all y'all were doing before? It, it definitely affected us, and, and for people that don't, you know, know uh, the backstory, I'll say it real quick. You know, we have a nonprofit called A Real Future, and since 2014, we've been taking uh, children in foster care. We've expanded it to children at risk, um, really just kids, you know, taking kids fishing. Uh, it really slowed it down. We were able to do a Christmas trip, thank goodness. Uh, with Mike Allstott, we were really scared that was going to have to be canceled, and we've done it every year. And Mike comes on the boat, and he buys all the kids gift cards for Christmas, um, and it's awesome. But we have, thank goodness, been able to start doing trips again, uh, and things are starting to get back to to what we'll call normal or the new normal, or <laughs> you know. But it, it's so wonderful that you know now summer's here, the kids are out of school. Uh, I'm going to be really busy, um, you know, going on trips with lots of kids. Yeah. Well, I, you it's know, one thing, they love it. One of the things I, I kind of chuckle at is in you've gone to different shows and events and that, and you're one of the few that I've seen that just bring a couch so you can sit down and chat and talk and relax. I thought. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a must. <laughs> we even did that at the Channel 8 on Raymond James. Uh, on the field out there just about a month and a half ago. Yeah, no. At the couches out. <laughs> well, and and most of the time, because like we were joking about the shows earlier and all that, you know, you go to a lot of these things and a lot of these events, and there's some of the people that it's, hey, how you doing? Come here. Let's get your picture. Let's sign this. Let's move, you know, move, moving on to the next person and all that. And and I've always that's one thing that's always cracked me up. Like Bill said, for the first couple of shows that we did together is when I, I'm sitting there setting up and I look over and I see Tommy come walking in with the couch and chairs and <laughs> I'm like, okay, what do we got going on here? Like that, and we're hanging out. And you set up and you set up the whole lounge area, and it's like I mean, well, and I know that because I remember with my youngins, it's like well, they're just over there hanging. <laughs> out with you I know, in the booth they want to and... all hang out at my place because it's fun and they can relax and we're yeah. all sitting around telling stories yeah. and hearing stories and, uh, you know, most of the time, too, my setup is usually all about the kids, yes, you know, yes. so the couches are kind of for the parents so I can hang out and, you know, uh, spend time with their kids and we're throwing cast nets and we're learning how to cast and tie knots and stuff like that. Um, I, I do love grown-ups, but I just love kids more. They're, you know, it's just so great to be able to spend time with them. Well, and it's a few, it's, and I've heard you say it, and and I've had the chance to be on your radio show and stuff like that. And, you know, one of the things we talked about was uh, it, it is. It is all about getting the kids involved with it because if we don't do that, I mean, what kind of a future 
do we have as far as the outdoors goes in general? Because right. they're, I mean, they're the ones that have got to take it over, and they're the ones that are going to have to continue. I guess you'd say to be the Bill Georges and all that of the future that go to the commission meetings and do all the other stuff. Well, and too, and care and care about the outdoors and care about conservation and, you know, the species in it and the waterways. You know, we have to teach them and help them understand why it's important. We need them to care about it. We don't need them to care about video games, you know, whatever. We need them to care about the outdoors because they're going to have to, you know, we're going to pass the torch to them. And we also need to teach them to get involved and speak up as well. You know, and and I laugh with the video games, you know, as much as I hate it. But our new surgeons are people who are doing it via video. And, and it's like that eye-hand coordination. It's like, am I am I really wanting to hate the video game or do I want that guy to be my next surgeon? Because he can, yeah, he can you turn Yeah, I don't want the guy drinking beer fishing to be your surgeon. <laughs> you know, so we all have a place, but we there is – with COVID and that, there has just been so much more activity in the outdoors. Uh, I'm sure you've yes. seen the, the the increase of participation on our waterways. And, you know, it, it's just it's a lot of people got out and got doing stuff because you, you couldn't do the stuff that they were caught up in doing indoors, shopping in the malls and, and doing everything else. And so it was, it was Exactly. It was and, nice. you know, that's, you know, there's always, you always want to find something good out of something bad and there usually is something good you know however small or big it may be and it is great that people have made that reconnection with the outdoors and nature over the last year and a half so that is one of the positive things you know with with everything that we've all had to deal with and and everybody has had you know different circumstances or lost people and things like that uh it is great that people are reconnecting and remembering how amazing the planet is and especially where we live you know in in florida it's it's incredible florida is amazing now uh with the show this year coming up misty is it going to be a lot of fishing and a lot of hunting a little bit of both what are you guys what are we looking at this year okay it's, it's a little bit of everything and uh usually i'm getting into something i have no business getting into and i'll be doing that again this year as well um you know, like I said, the first show, we're offshore in the middle ground, fishing with Matt Stell. Uh, I'm actually, I've got a show up in St. Augustine. There's a guy up there where you can pay to go and uh, capture nuisance gators. So I'm actually, uh, I'm still in the midst of filming as well, even though it's airing. Uh, I'm actually going up right after 4th of July to... Um, go capture nuisance gators, which I've never done before, alive, and relocate them up in St. Augustine. And, yeah, this is something you can pay to do. So I'm going to go up there and do it. So I hope it goes well. Yeah, there's, I'm a little nervous. I'm there's not going to lie. There's, it's, a, it's a blast. That's one of the things. I, I don't do it on the nuisance side, but I catch a number of live ones. It's a blast. Right. So. Yeah. Do you have any tips for yeah, me? Well, like, yeah. uh, hey. any, hel- any helpful tips would be great. Hey, M- Missy, can you hold on for a second? We can talk about it in the next segment. Absolutely. Sweet. All right. All right. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We will be back with Miss Misty Wells here in just a minute.
Welcome back. Big and Wild Outdoors. Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, Diego, and on the line with us, continuing the conversation, the lovely Miss Misty Wells from Let's Take It Outside. Good morning, everybody, if you just tuned in. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good morning. And it, it looks it's, like it's a beautiful morning out there, man. It does. And I have to give a shout out to one of your sponsors because I'm a big fan of Brandon Ford. Uh, both the trucks Tommy and I drive were purchased over there, and they're awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and I, very much. And, I, and I'm sure you know that big burly guy that sits behind the counter that we're all friends with. I do. I do. So, you know, but it's a great place, and they give they give good deals. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying yep. to get my dad over there to buy a truck, too. Yep. Jonathan just was in there not long ago, had somebody in there picking one up. So it, they've, they've I'm moved. Wor- I'm working on salesman of the year. Yeah. <laughs> But, awesome. Uh, but uh, so yeah, you're going to go catch some nuisance alligators and uh, get get them caught live. That's that's now, now you've got Misty. You've got the perfect person sitting right here. So this is this is practice for it, his gator seminar. So I, go ahead. I will ask you okay, questions. Tell me all about it. Well, you don't you know? Tell me. The, be more scared of the little ones than the big ones. <laughs> okay. Okay. They are okay. like teenage kids. They can twist and turn and touch the back of their neck with it. Just it just they can with move anywhere. Tail. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They they you could have one by the end of the tail, and his head could come around and come right to you in a heartbeat. Now you do a big alligator okay. is kind of like me. I'm, I I spend a little more time on the couch. You know, I'm not going right. to be as more energetic. Not as athletic now as you used to be. Is that what you're you trying to say? You let me get a hold of you, and it, it might be something different. <laughs> but uh, we, right. we we tire out a whole lot more. Um, they're going to turn around, probably snatch hook one or something. I always snatch hook them, bring them up, put a snare around their neck. And uh, then the entertaining part, which he probably won't have you do, is having to grab a hold of the mouth and hold it tight while somebody tapes it you know um, that that's i an, could be the taping person yes, while yes, the other yes. person holds it that down. sounds like a perfect job yes for you. yes yes yeah. and, and i think i'll be the tape person i like i like my hand yes yes and yeah. uh so that that's always entertaining is is in doing that and and the big thing is never be in a hurry to do anything just if it's not right let it go reset okay. come back you know well okay um you know, and that's good advice because you know we're not filming it live, so it doesn't matter. Correct. You know, uh, we can just take our time. Um, you know, now one thing that I learned I need to ask okay. when I do stuff that I've never done before, because okay. I found out the hard way on some of these things. What should you wear when you're doing the skater nuisance removal? What's what's the best thing to wear? Uh, it all depends it on where you're at. You could be anywhere from a, a golf course, country club, you know. Uh-huh. That uh, he would <laughs> recommend khakis and a collared shirt. <laughs> yes, you know, yeah. yes, collared <laughs> shirt, uh, uh, you know, no tank tops or anything like that. But you could be doing anything from that in a subdivision or you could be out at night where, where you have more mosquitoes and then you have to turn around and deal with them like that. But um Generally speaking, your nuisance alligators aren't as afraid of human beings, and so, um, you know, otherwise they they wouldn't be classified as a nuisance, you know. But right. uh, 
you know, you 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 can turn around. It it all depends. I I hunt alligators and I wear a Hawaiian shirt a lot. People are like, well, you need to have dark clothes on and naked. Yeah, the whatever. alligator knows you're there. You know. Yeah, they know. <laughs> they know we're there before we see them. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like it, you know. There is times, uh, especially if you deer hunt. You know, a very large alligator. He he's very wary at times, and and so there's things that you know your scent downwind and all that that matters a lot. But um, you know, clothing and this and that, I, I'm I'm not as big into to that. Like I said, I'm I'm a Hawaiian shirt kind of guy when I hunt a lot, and and okay. uh, I I don't find that to be as critical. You know, I might have to copy your style. Boy. I did learn the hard way. Don't wrestle an alligator in yoga pants. Oh. Want to know why? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think to ask the question. And I went up to Gatorland and I was doing. They're like, "You want to wrestle this alligator?" And the guy grabs it by the tail and throws it up on the beach. He's like, "Get on it." <laughs> well, it's hard to stay on an alligator in yoga pants and slide all over the place. Yeah, slide all over, and I, I would. I was just about to ask you. Do you show your butt? Literally, there, there's not a lot of cushion <laughs> right? in that pant either. You know? Well, yeah, but the sliding thing, you can't get a grip. You yeah. Know? So mm, yeah. for all you people listening out there, if you're going gator wrestling, yeah, don't, don't wear yoga pants. Don't uh, first and foremost, don't <laughs> wrestle don't you know this this clamor. Don't wrestle any alligators. Yeah. We don't recommend that. Yeah. But Okay, uh, yeah, do not wrestle wild alligators. Yeah. We gotta have that caveat. But, Mine was not wild, by yes, the way. So, yes. but yeah, Misty was a, Misty like, was hey. with trained professionals. <laughs> yes. But yeah. but when we're what out you there see on TV, don't do what we're doing because we're stupid and you're not. Yeah. 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 But yeah. but the thing that scares me even more than an alligator on, on when you're out there trying to get them uh, is a lot of times we use these treble hooks and we're mm-hmm. out there throwing them. People always need to be conscious of what's behind them. You, you've been on a boat a long time. You may or may not have had somebody hook somebody else on your boat. But uh, when, you, when you have a large weighted treble hook and you're throwing it, um, that, that does not. Uh, that Watch does your back not, swing. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. does not. That Look does around. Not, Look around for you cats. That does not turn around and poke through the skin to cut the barb off easily. Um Ooh, so, you, so, that sounds like you've had personal experience with I, that. I have witnessed uh, people coming into the boat ramp and having them impaled in hands and other places. And so I carry a pair of bolt cutters with me now because they freak out when it's still attached to them. And they, it just they, they have a hard time with it. So I carry a pair of bolt cutters now. Uh, that way you could at least cut the barb off, not the barb or whatnot, but the, the hook yeah. part yeah. off and, and get them detached from the, the scariest thing and, and let them get to a healthcare now, organization to, to deal with that. But, that uh, that's another good tip, people. No yoga pants and carry some bolt cutters. Yes, there yes. You go. And, I, and yeah. I always turn around if you're on a boat with me, if that hook ever touches the deck or gets laid on the ground – all hooks need to be put back up on the rod or or put in a rod holder so that they're not where somebody can step on them because things get exciting quick it, they really do and yeah. you're focused you're focused on the alligator and you forget all about that treble hook and that that treble hook scares me more than the, like well, I said, the alligator and now I have this question Misty with the guy you're going with yeah. is is it one of the 
relocate it to like a, a gator land or, you know, that kind of a deal? Or it's, does he take it, some of the gators or? It's going to depend on the size. So hopefully we'll get to do a couple. And if they're under, I believe, four feet, then they can just relocate them somewhere in the wild. Correct. But if they're over a certain size, they harvest them. Yeah. Over so, four foot, their choices are to go to a licensed facility like a gator, gator land, a gator farm, or a processor. You know, that that's right. That's it is not being a nuisance wildlife alligator over four foot is never reintroduced into the, the public ever again. So okay. you don't un, you don't un nuisance them. <laughs> yeah, they're right. They can't un become a nuisance. And once they're there, they're there. We're so not rehabilitating. I guess you'll you'll have to wait and see what's gonna happen and tune in. Uh, you know, it's going to be on Fridays at 4, Saturdays at 11 a.m. Well, when that and, episode uh, goes to come, you got you got to let me know, and we'll we'll turn around and have you call in and let us know to be heads up on to watch that one because I'm anxious to see it. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and then we're also going into the Everglades with uh, some of the Miccosukee tribes. Um, and we're going to spend some time with them and really get, you know, a real firsthand look at, at how they live, what they do, what they're like. So I'm, I'm very excited about that episode as well. Yeah, and, and they've gotten a little bit more active in some of the water management, trying to participate in, in, in calling in and asking for water to be managed a little bit differently because mm-hmm. that really impacts them down there quite a bit, you know. Absolutely, so, absolutely. So, so I'm kind of anxious to see how that, that you know, portrays and no. in, in how they have to deal with life now where it's different than how they historically had to deal with the waters absolutely and it's just you know everybody needs to be involved in that you know whether you just got to florida or you've been here your whole life for generations we all need to be involved in that conversation and in letting our voices be heard because if we're not going to do it now uh you know it's just going to get worse and worse but you know i feel fairly good about some of the steps that are being taken so at least they are moving in the right direction. It's slow, but they're it, moving. It's slow, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things we don't fully understand. You know, um, we all have we all know. Hey, when you see a, a river full of blue green algae, you know that's not quite right. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't take. But but what's the root cause? Is it is it Okeechobee or is it Orlando? You know, <laughs> that right. feeds all the way down to Okeechobee, and and then. You know, so there's a lot in it. Is it is it all the golf courses? Is it the septic? Is it you know where's all these nutrients coming from? Uh, you know, and and so there's a lot to to try and figure out. It's not just one simple, you know. I agree. I wish it was just one simple. Oh, hey, this is what the problem is. And you're right. It is a lot more complicated uh, than than you know what we understand. Yep. Now, Misty, before we get out of, uh, before we get off the phone with you, is there anything else, anybody, anywhere else, or any place else, anybody else is going to be able to see you, or what you got going on? Well, you know, I'll be at some outdoor shows coming up. Uh, I'm going to be down fishing the Key West Marlin tournament. Of course, I'll be at ICAST and uh, a lot of different places. And you know, feel free to to follow me on social media. Just look me up, Misty Wells. That's kind of my handle on everything. But uh, hopefully hanging out with you guys soon. Um, 
in doing something fun. No, definitely, definitely. So, are you well, gonna you, you gonna be around for the outdoor expo? You know what? That's during the Key West Marlin tournament, oh. so I had to pick, and I picked I picked. Okay, fishing. go catch them. I haven't gotten a marlin yet. <laughs> I'm still trying. It's been years, and yeah. I'm not giving up. And hopefully, maybe this year will be the year. All Sweet. right. You well, know? good so, deal, babe. Unfortunately, I can bring my couch if y'all want to borrow it. Though. <laughs> yeah, I might make that phone call. Yeah, let me know. I'll bring some furniture so y'all can hang out. M- Misty, it's always good to have you on with us, girl. Don't be a stranger. I won't. You guys have a great day, great show, and look forward to being on again. All right. Thank, Thank you, you, dear. Thanks a lot. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We're almost done. Come back and hang out with us for the little last time we got left. We'll see you in a minute. Swindle, Bill George, Diego, and we're going to talk about it again one more time. July 23rd through the 25th, we have the open season outdoor expo coming, folks. July 23rd through the 25th, there will be everyone there again. Mr. Byron Ferguson, Mr. Eddie Salter. Jason Clark, the reptile man himself. There'll be cooking segments, land management, trick, of course, Byron doing his trick shooting, all kinds of things there. And not to mention that, but great deals, products, the things you've been looking at and you want to look and touch and feel, it's going to be there. So you can go to OpenSeasonSportsmansExpo.com for your tickets or O'Reilly Auto Parts or. You can call us right now at 888-404-1010 because we got one more pair of tickets to give away to you fine folks. So if you're out there listening, 888-404-1010. Are we sticking with our same number or what yeah, are we doing? Yeah, we'll stick with number four. It works. You're it just, works. You're, you're keeping hey, it. Hey, just keep it simple. Diego's got enough to worry about yeah, today, Diego, so we're just keeping yeah. it. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased we didn't have more, any more phone hiccups, but uh, – you know, last it wasn't last year because we didn't have it last year. It got canceled. But the year before, um, I actually bought a bow for my brother from Byron Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a nice uh, We got this set, set up right next to him. Uh, and I've had a chance, more than once, I've had a chance to hang out with uh, Mr. Byron and talk to him and – that's one of the night. It's kind of like what Misty was just on. Misty being on the phone with us just then, he is very, very approachable, and especially with kids and stuff like that that have archery questions. 
uh, he's always going to answer them. And and I hate to say this to everybody, no, all the shots that you can look up on YouTube and everywhere else of him, those are not trick photography. Those are the real deal. <laughs> yes, there there is no fancy editing, folks. That's all him. So and we've had Eddie on Eddie Slut. Salter a number of times on the on the show while we're there too, and he's he's a real interesting individual. Oh well, and Eddie, Eddie's one of those people that was the old saying goes, he'll talk to a signpost, and I mean, just like what we were saying, Misty was saying earlier about the couches and so he is a guy. If you can sit down with him and talk to him and just hear the stories, because you've got a guy that's been through. Three or four different call company worked for three or four different call companies. I mean, had his own. I know when we bought Arrowhead from Mister Davis and them, they used to go out there. He had his own deer hunt in Alabama that they did every year. Deer hunting challenge that they did every year out there. I mean, just mm. you name it, they've <laughs> they've done it. So, but I'm really really looking forward to it because it's really going to give us a chance to. Uh, to see everybody and everybody to be seen and everybody to uh, be out there with all the folks we've missed over the past 18 months. Well, and a lot of it, you know, the, even for us with the Gator Gear, there's a number of people that, you know, come there and purchase stuff. But there's also a number of customers that we've had for many, many years that they just come by to visit and chat and you know, they're they're coming through and enjoying the show and just is catch just up, catch up, and you know, talk about where we may or may not be seeing some uh, good alligators or what new areas they have access to that they didn't have access to before. So, no. but I kind of kind of wonder, and I wish I wish I had a camera down there at the auction today because I'm missing it. You know. Uh, I, there was a number of things at uh, the auction that they had going on today with that that scrapyard being liquidated. That well, that I just I don't know. They're talking about cameras. We uh we had a a little discussion. One of our topics we wanted to get on today because of course we're coming to that part in the show where we got to get the the blood boiling of the listeners. Uh, it looks like Arizona has decided that starting January 1st, 2022, they are banning the use of trail cameras. All trail cameras. How how can they how can they do that? Well, for all of you folks, I'll I'll sound like little Bill George for just a second. So for all of you folks that you don't get in as Bill says to me and Mike and Braden and all of us that we don't get involved and we don't well, you that's know. it. I'm not going to hunt Arizona ever again. And <laughs> and all that. They uh, The Game and Fish Commission had a meeting, and they had 49 people it's who probably spoke. It's probably similar to our commission meetings here. They had, and they had 49 people who spoke, and 31 were adamantly against the ban, and 18 were for the ban. And, of course, it was a five-to-nothing vote for the ban. And well, do, you, do you see that as a good thing or a bad thing? I completely disagree with the whole thing because my and frankly, I think it's kind of the the game and fish commission's comment was that hunters need to be more ethical. Well, 
Um, unless, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, which I know that there were those places, and we, we've talked about this, Braden was here. Uh, we had this conversation, I remember, I think last year, about those places you could go online and they had a camera set up on a rifle that you could shoot a deer and all that. I mean, to me, that's okay. Stuff like that, I could see, yeah. But, I mean, to well, me, a trail camera is a tool that I use. It is a tool, but at the same point is that I have seen conflicts with trail cameras, mm-hmm. okay? And if you go when you hunt in Pennsylvania, they have a law that says you're not allowed to use any electronics to aid you in mm-hmm. harvesting game, which means I, while I can use wildlife, I can use walkie talkies to mm-hmm. sit there and say, Hey dad, you still okay. You yeah. doing okay. I can check with them. But if I turn around and I say, Hey dad, here comes a deer. Yeah. That's a violation. Yeah. Okay. And I could see the cellular versions of these cam- trail cameras. Well, that's, yeah. Would if, if I knew a deer was coming or approaching from a particular area, or I knew that that was happening and I could just run out there and be there because I knew for the last three mornings he was there, I could see that as being, you know, is something that has aided you electronically yeah. in harvesting that animal. But at the same time is... If you want to go put them out on your property and do your thing, I I don't care. Well, the the conflicts that I've seen are all on public land. People think that on public land that they put a game camera out and they run a game camera all summer. Yeah, that that entitles them to that spot to hunt. In well, the fall. exactly. And and there's oh I got this out there and I, you know that that's that's to me you know leads to conflict between people um there's been people who have messed with other people's cameras or stolen other people's cameras and then you got somebody mad that all their cameras in a particular area got stolen then i go in to hunt that area and all of a sudden the guy thinks because i'm in there hunting it now i'm i'm the one that stole all his cameras no yeah that, that that's not the case so on the public land i i have seen game yeah. cameras cause thing but on private land i could see if you had a cellular camera that they do that but not a regular camera well and even like you've always told me to play devil's advocate with it and i can speak to that because i've had cell cameras even though i get that animal on that camera and i know he's there or you know when he's coming or whatever it, it's like I've tried to explain to people before, you still got to get in there. You still got to, I mean, you're still trying to to beat the animal's senses as far as you slipping in there and getting a shot at him. Oh, yeah. And which, I mean, don't get me wrong. To me, if I know he's coming in there at 8 o'clock every morning or whatever. But, but I don't. I don't see... You know, there's certain things like that I could see they could make some rules oh, and yeah. regulations for, especially on public land. Yeah. Um, just like we have states that you can run no feed, zero yeah. feed. Here in the state of Florida, we can run feed. Yeah. Um, I I don't think that based upon what I know about mm-hmm. FWC and the people at FWC, I don't see this as something that we, we have in, in jeopardy here in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. 
but it is interesting to hear about Arizona and that. Well, but, but it's just like you've always said, though. There's certain things that you never think we would have. Just put a label on it. Security yeah. camera. Do not tamper with. <laughs> That's what one it, of the it, guys it, said it, on it, the it's, article. It's a security camera. It's not it's a, a game. Sec- it's a wood security camera. Yep. yep. Tree stand security camera. Yep. Tree so. stand theft rampant. <laughs> there you go. Folks, Bill George, the legal department for you, already finding the loopholes. So, we are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. Taking a break before the last segment. Come on back. We'll see you then. Outdoors on the home stretch. We made it. I'm sure Braden can probably take a deep breath now and relax. Uh, we haven't been kicked off the air yet, so no, no. I tell you, I, I do miss him though. Yeah, I, I do miss him. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's amazing. It's you know, you know, we we give him a hard time, but you know, he is the <laughs> he he is the foundation w- of which the show is built on. So yes. <laughs> but uh he's been in the business a long long time yes but uh no i i truly hope he enjoyed the the time off and he feels like that every once in a while he's rested he could actually go and enjoy himself and that 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 he can know. go as you and fence and carlos and even now Mike even gives him a little bit of a hard time. He can actually cross the bridge and go oh, yeah. four miles, <laughs> you know. But, uh, you know, we, we give him a hard time. But, you know, you got to go out and relax. I'm, I'm a, getting ready to go back up to PA just for a quick little jaunt. Uh, you know, I, I lost my cousin up there due to a boating accident and, hmm. and, and whatnot. So I'm going to go up there and, and spend a little time up there with some family and and – and do that type of stuff. You you never know from day to day. Yes, sir. Uh, who who's who's not going to be with you tomorrow, yep. or whether or not we're going to be here. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, make sure make sure you spend time with the ones you love, and well, and, and and you know. I I know for me, it's always been it's with everything I've gone through over the last year and everything else. It's kind of a. And, and, of course, now my lovely wife would probably disagree with me on this, but, you know, because now that we've made it through the Panfish Challenge, Jonathan has focused on <laughs> open season and getting food plots in the ground and, yeah, and arrowhead and, stuff. But and for those of you that didn't hear when we started today, the, the Panfish Challenge was a, a wonderful success. Uh, a lot of thanks to FWC come back out again. Yes. Did the official weigh-in. The biologist uh, came out. They they did the weighing. No controversies there. Everything went great. A lot of a lot of sponsors I, donated a lot of equipment and different things. And 
at the end of the day, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, at the end of the day, there was seventeen thousand three hundred and ninety-seven dollars raised. And, and one thing before, and I forgot to mention this when we were talking about it in the first hour. The one thing that cracked me up the most was the first place team, and I don't know if you saw this, but the two little boys, <laughs> the two little boys, I think for. A good fifteen minutes. The one kid was walking around. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the kid, you know, they they had started to do after they did the prizes for the the fish. They started doing the 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 drawings, and and he just kept walking around with that check. And yeah. it, I mean, that that, that I meant more uh, to him that, than the number that, that was on made, the check. Oh, well, that just it just made you it makes you smile, you know, as far as just watching watching all that and seeing stuff like that but i mean and that's which i got to give a quick shout out to and say thank you to pops real quick oh very much so. uh because i know right now they're listening heading to the tag in for the hillsborough county fair for the pigs helping me out with that but it's yes. but but it's like we said folks it's all misty said it we've said it yeah you know, everybody with Vince was on here earlier everybody's it's all about the kids and getting the kids it involved is. and doing stuff and you're and you and he he turned around and cooked a lot of Uncle John's fried sausages. So that's it's well, it's, well no my big Lair's one taking her yeah. to the tag end. Pop, oh okay. Pops was Pops has got to give a shout. I give him a shout out because like I said, he was over there, uh, AKA Santa Claus as we like to call him sometimes. He was over there. Uh, <laughs> slinging the sausages. Well, well too. yeah, he he turned around. He was cooking. Carlos was there helping out. George was there, got us breakfast and helped out. Michelle and Mike and McKinley, they were there. You know, we it took a lot to to do that and, you know, it ta- takes a team, folks. It takes a does, team. It does. It does. And and not knowing how many people are going to want what and some years that we got a bunch of people who want stuff without buns and what buns we had to go out a couple times and really quickly get some more buns, you know. At the end, at the end of it, we we went through forty packs of hot dog buns. That, there you that, go. There, that's a lot of hot dog buns, you know. But uh, well, and thank you, like we say, always say thank you again to the listeners and to all you folks that contributed to it. Because without you guys, it doesn't. Ha- I mean, it it doesn't happen. It doesn't go. And you know we you, you know we how much we love and appreciate everybody and especially when it comes to kicking in for the right causes and everything else we we can't ask for any better group of listeners and and people that help us out and all that money was raised for for three charities uh, the one down this way is the Everyday Blessings Children's Home mm-hmm. where they they really key into keeping siblings together instead of breaking them apart and trying to you know you know place any child any single child there they want the whole family to be placed together they know how hard that process is on a child and they really strive to keep them together well and i got i got to do some bragging for since i didn't get to do any last week uh my niece is one of the teachers at south sumter ffa which was another beneficiary of the panfish challenge and the good news is they uh well, I, I can't say the good news because it was a win-win situation because I knew the other young man that was a candidate also. Uh, but they have the new FFA state president from South Sumter FFA this year. Wow. So 
there uh, a fellow says uh An- An- annabeth uncle's proud of you you're off to uh, off and running so <laughs> first candidate wins president so i don't know uh how she's going to top that but you know <laughs> i guess it's good to set the bar high <laughs> sure uh, go big or go home so but what uh, other than the pa trip what's bill george got planned for the rest of the week um bill better get to making equipment and uh we we have a, a bit of cleanup to do and oh my gosh all this rain has just made the yard go crazy with five yeah. acres it's a little bit to keep up with but uh at, at some point i i better do some honeydews in there yeah. so. uh, and, and anything you want me to tell the crazy cajun since like i said now i'm focused on yeah open season outdoor expo and that means a trip to louisiana to pick up some feeders <laughs> uh just uh, i'm looking forward to seeing them and uh we'll we'll do we'll do uh dinner while he's up here you know? oh we definitely have to do that because yeah. like i said it's just again sitting and visiting it's sit down get jeff started and relax <laughs> yeah enjoy I, the show <laughs> oh no he he, he let me tell you, he is an interesting person to, to watch. Mm-hmm. And he and Mike, I don't know if Michael's coming this oh, year. I think so. Those two make a great combination, but they're so different. You well, know? it's kind of like you and George. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, George is quiet. George gets Yin a lot of stuff done. And I'm out there running around just talking. That's, hey, so. it's, like we said, it takes a team. Yes, and uh, we'll see. Come come the seventeenth of July, G five Heat and Outdoors. Uh, George and I will be putting on a seminar. I do, I'm hoping I get uh, the guide out of South Florida to come back on up, help us out again. Um, so we'll see. It's always the birthday weekend for his one of one of his family. So yeah. we'll see. Braden, we miss you, buddy. We'll see you next week. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. You guys stay out there. Stay safe. Have fun. Enjoy the weekend, enjoy your family, and we'll see you next week.